0: What's up, peeps? My name's Jeff, and you're listening to Jeff Relax, man the podcast where you Brits get to learn about the kamushas of Zimbabwe, yes, that is in Africa. No, it's not South Africa. And for the Zimbos listening, you guys get a taste of England life, where believe it or not, everything actually works here. Join me as I navigate life as a homo, sapien, because I'm not gay, you're all gay, lol. Hello, 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 people of the world, well, people of the 26 countries who are listening. How are we all doing? Hope you guys are well. So, we have got some pretty exciting news, absolutely buzzing about this, but I'm not going to tell you just yet. You have to wait until, let's say, mid-episode, and then I'll tell you. I'm not going to make you wait all the way till the end, because that would just be mean. But I think somewhat the next step or next stage of the Jeffrey Laxman podcast is... about to happen moving on to bigger and better things so get ready for that we're going to start us off as we always do with some zim stories this one is i wouldn't say a family tradition but it's a game that the kids in my family have played ever since we were very very young obviously the adults would never get involved in our silly bugger games but yeah something we did that was honestly disgusting I don't know why we did it. We haven't done it in a long time. But basically, we had this thing where whenever we were bored or wanted to be like dares or something, there was always a forfeit. And the forfeit was called the concoction. If anyone in my family is listening, you know exactly what this is. This is basically a mix of every single possible thing you could find in your kitchen. Any possible edible thing. Though when I say edible... is a mix of water, milk, bovril, marmalade, hot sauce, tomato sauce, mayonnaise, Worcester sauce, olives, anchovies, anything you could find in your parents' kitchen. The worst one was when you had a dog, and god, we've, we've even put dog food in these concoctions before. The only objective was to make it as grim as we possibly can. Imagine drinking that, so we would do this and I remember the one time, it was New Year's, New Year's Eve, we are at one of my best friends Ruben's house in Zimbabwe and we were like, oh they haven't played this game before, should we introduce them? So we went down to the kitchen, we literally found anything we could, pop it all into a glass, give it a good stir. Actually no, we put it in a plastic bottle so we could shake the hell out of it to give it a good, good proper mix. And we're playing all these games, I don't know, I... Refused to do a dare, can't remember what it was. It was like go into the fields late at night because it was obviously one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I was like, absolutely not, I'm petrified. Imagine going out into the blackness in like the dark fields by yourself. So I was then forced to drink the concoction. So I had a sip, pretty disgusting. Before I go further, it was horrible. But I wasn't feeling like, okay, I was going to come back up. My cousin, Ali, she then, it was her turn. She refused to do her day, I can't remember what it was. And she took a sip and then she just start gagging. So she ends up vomiting and I don't know why, but that set me off more than the actual drink itself. So then I start vomiting. We're both running to the bathroom. We're chundering all over the floor trying to make it. And we're both trying to like squeeze into the toilet just to vomit. And obviously all the other kids and friends all running after us to see what's happening, see who's going to vomit, what's going on. But yeah, the concoction was honestly horrendous. Another time we did the concoction, we were at, it was the Lumagundi Lakeside Fun Run. We were still quite young when we did this, so we always did either the 2K for the kids when we were really young, or we did the 10K. I will. i I've got a couple stories from that, so we'll save that for another episode. But we ended up, It was a big span of us, big group. And we went back to our larger house and we decided to get the concoction out. I don't know why, but Ali, she went to an all-girls school and I went to an all-boys school. She had brought one of her friends along with her who was at this event weekend long function and I fancied the pants off of her. I thought she was the fittest girl I'd ever seen. She was way out of my league, to be honest. I was the smallest, scrawniest kid in my year. The whole way through primary school, the whole way through high school, like I was just, yeah, there was no way I would ever have a chance with her. So uh, as a kid does, you want to try and impress a girl you like. So I'm like, yeah, God, give me the concoction. And I literally chug half of this drink thinking it would impress her. I think I looked out the corner of my eye and she was like, what the fuck? This kid is weird as hell. Because I just start vomiting everywhere. And yeah, safe to say she was actually seeing another dude. So yeah, pretty sad. But how would that not impress you? Come on. Yeah, it's a bit grim. You don't want to kiss me after, but her loss, I guess, gay now, so doesn't really matter. But yeah, I've got so many concoction stories. So you might have to wait for another one to come up if you like. I guess no one actually probably likes that. So you might leave that one out. As kids, we were a very big family-orientated family, I guess. We had a lot of cousins. There was about, just to my immediate cousins, there was about 12 of us. And then we had loads of second cousins. There was probably another 12, 20. We're all in Zem, and we tried to do as much stuff as we can together. One thing, my cousin lived on a farm, massive farm on the river. We went exploring one day on the farm and we came across just past the horse paddock this little fence that we would climb over and where we created our fort we went there every weekend every time we got a chance to go to my cousin's house we were at the fort either cooking making like little hammocks just spending the day out there and it was honestly some of the best memories of my life but we definitely had some safety rules and regulations that we came up with and put in place to try and keep us safe from any danger or I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Crudes. If you haven't, amazing animated film, you need to watch it. I think two's only just come out like ten years later, but it was such good films. And they had this thing called the family kill circle. So whenever there was danger, everyone in the family would grab a weapon, a stick, a stone and we would all create this circle all facing outwards so all angles were covered in case something was coming or something was about to happen so we would do this we would practice all the time like it was just a lot of fun but one day our family friend came to visit and we were looking after her little like brand new puppy Jack Russell called Nero took Nero to the forts we had lost him for a couple minutes no one knew where he had gone Next thing, this dog turns up with half a snake in its mouth. adder, might I add. One of like the most venomous deadly snakes in them. They are so dangerous. And this puppy must have been no more than two, three months old. And the head of the snake was completely missing. But it wasn't like it just a tail. It was a good 40 centimetre long body of the snake. So immediately we will shout, Family kill cool circle. And we all huddle around with our weapons, like what's going on. Eventually things kind of calm down. There's no danger. And we ended up hanging the snake over a branch, like on the outskirts of the fort, just to try and scare away any other snakes that were lurking around. Because that's quite a known thing that you do if an animal, if you kill an animal or if an animal dies. But it's a somewhat of a deadly animal. You kind of hang its carcass. It kind of lets all the other animals know that don't go there you could be killed so me and ali the two oldest we decide to go for a little wonder try and find the rest of the snake and we let you walk for about 30 seconds the camp or the fort is still in view and we see this we both swear like on our lives it was a wolf it was bigger than the german shepherd but it literally looks like an alaskan wolf and we both saw it, and we were both like, what the fuck? We just saw it running away. Immediately we thought, oh my god, this dog could have been eaten by this wolf. But I don't know, because you don't get wolves in Zimbabwe, so I don't know what we saw. But it was not a dog. You know, I don't know what it was, how else to explain it. It was definitely a dog of some sort. But it just looked like something we had never seen before. It was so big. It was probably the size of a Great Dane. And if you know them, they're big fuckers. But the thing was furry like a German shepherd. I thought, you know, Twilight was coming or something. Jacob, you can bring him over if you want. I'm joking. <laughs> Mom, stop listening. But yeah, so to this day, we told the cousins and they kind of believed us, but they weren't sure. They were just like, oh my God. And we all just packed up and ran home. But yeah, so a couple more fort stories to come. They were pretty cool. Now we're going to move on to England stories. This one happened while we were in university. It was kind of COVID-ish times. Things were starting to ease up, but they hadn't quite done that yet. And my house and I decided to do a flat come-dine with me. So each person had their different night. One person did an American night, so burgers, fries. We wanted to dress like Americans. And, and one girl did color block night, so you wanted to come dressed as one color. And while the person whose night it was was cooking, we would have to go to their room, scavenge, see what we could find. And here we went to one of the girls' rooms and we took a photo with, we were all smoking like her tampons. And yeah, she was not impressed with that, but we thought it was pretty funny. So when it got to my night, I decided to do my Chinese stir fry, which I love to make. Simple, tastes good. And my entertainment was started off with pengia a drinking game if you don't know pengia i would highly recommend it it's one of those drinking games that you kind of play all night throughout the night ideally you would all want to be on the same drink we've done this a few times and a lot of times we either the boys drink beer and the girls we get this massive tub and create a huge thing of pims that we all kind of share the same drinks all night we're all roughly on the same level but how pinchier goes is you start with a coin flip you go around the table once like each person does their flip and wherever it lands on this massive piece of cardboard you draw a circle however big or small with your name inside it so that's the first round and then you just keep going round and round flicking the coin into the cardboard if it lands in someone else's circle if it's their name they've got a drink or if it's like a, a rule plus one shot you've got to do a shot. But if you land in an empty space, you then create a circle with your own rule. Honestly, an amazing game. Such a good nights. So we started off my night with Pangea, and then we moved on to the second part of my entertainment, which was... Hallway Slip and Slide. Uh, I saw a video on TikTok of it, and I was like, oh my god, we have got to do this. So I think we bought like seven bottles of fairy liquid... It's got a massive mop bucket filled it with water. Threw it down our corridor. So this wasn't in the main corridor. This was just in our flat corridor. And just created a full on slip and slide. We were all drunk at this point. We opened the door to the corridor. Put the speaker there. Blasting music. And we just ran up and down, up and down, slip and sliding for three hours. But I because you're so drunk and the adrenaline, you're doing this. I ended up going straight into the wall and had a massive gash, like, on my shin. I honestly didn't even notice that I had this gash until one of my flatmates was like, oh my God, look at your leg. It was just pouring with blood. But I do have a video of the slip and slide night. I made it all real, or TikTok, back in the day. So I will be posting that on the Jeff Relaxman Instagram page if you want to check out how much fun that actually was. Quite a few people actually, like almost hit their heads, face-planted, because they didn't know how to slip and slide. So they would run and just, like, collapse down and think they would slide. Honestly, one of the best nights at uni. I don't know how we actually didn't get caught doing that, because there's cameras everywhere, and especially in the corridors. I don't know how they didn't see on the CCTV what was going on. The worst thing was the next day, we thought we were going to get in so much shit. Because because of all the water that we had thrown all over the floor, skirting, I think it was just an MDF skirting, it completely bubbles. The paint was getting like coming off of it. And it was just bubbles all along the skirting. we were like, oh my God, we are not going to get our deposit back. No ways. Luckily, I don't think they noticed. Well, I didn't get my deposit back. I never asked for it, but I was like, if I asked for it, they're going to be like, oh, well, we're going to go and check your room now. So I was like, it's a hundred quid. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna like even inquire about it before she comes at me with. Oh, actually, you should be paying three hundred pounds more because of all the damage you did to the skirting. The next England story was one from school days in high school, or actually sixth form. Me and my best friend Alice, every single free period we ever got, we would either spend it at home or in the spoons. So if we had a free period, period one and two. We would get the bus into school around 10. But if we had a free period, period five, which was the last period, we would leave at lunch, go, and literally she would run with me. I would sprint to catch the bus because the bus was, I think, four minutes after the bell rang for lunch. So I would do whatever I could to leave like a minute or two early because it was a good, I don't know, seven-minute walk, eight-minute walk to the bus stop. Most of the time we made it, but if we missed it, Spoons was literally two doors down from the bus stop. So we were in Spoons every most days having ham and cheese paninis, sweet chilli wraps and a Coke. And this was when we were supposed to be in school studying because exams were coming up. But the whole point of us running to get the bus was because... <laughs> Don't mock me for this. fortnight. You either hate it or you love it. And at this time, we fucking loved it. Any chance we get, we would play Fortnite together. And so my mom was like, okay, enough is enough. And you've got exams coming up. These are your A-levels. Can you fucking knuckle down and study, please? Or are you are going to be a chimbuzi boy? It's what my granddad used to say. We we're going to be when we were kids. chimbuzi boy is like toilet cleaner. Yeah. And eventually one day she was like, you know what? She took my controller away and hid it in her room during the week. But luckily... She went to work in Cambridge every day, and I would get back before she got home from work. I don't know, but me and my mom literally think the exact same. Would we'll literally walk into her room, and I would know exactly. I would be like, "I was looking suspicious by the like in her bedside drawer." I would go there first time. She would move it often, but I would find it first time every single time because I just know how she thinks. I know how she works, and yeah eventually one day she caught me with it she came home from work and my headphones won on while we were playing and I didn't hear her and she was like ah is it is it boy so she hit it she actually ended up taking it to work with her and leaving it there during the week one time she fucking left it at work on the weekend and I was so pissed off with her I was like you know what for me enough's enough now so what I did was order another controller and got it sent to Alice's house. And so I got it delivered there and I now had this spare secret controller that she had no clue about. I know, probably played for another month or two without her noticing, or realising. But again, headphones were on, bit too involved in the game. She came home from work and was like, what the fuck is going on? Why do you have another controller? I lied to her and I said it was Alice's and she was letting me borrow it. And she was like, give it. Eventually, like a week later, I was like, okay, mom, Alice wants her controller back. And I mean, she just took it again and carried on playing. <laughs> she only found out somewhat recently that I had actually gone and bought another controller. I don't know how she noticed because we share. Actually, no. Because like she wouldn't notice because we share the same Amazon because I just use her Prime but I actually got Alice to order it, and I just transferred her some money. Okay, that makes sense why she didn't find out. But yeah, back then, Fortnite was where we was at, and if you weren't on it, you got shit life, because Fortnite was sick. This next story is one that was written in by one of our listeners. It is called Mattress and Bush Jumping. You can clearly tell how bored we were as boarding students. There was no real purpose or win to the objectives. All we knew was that we wanted to jump off the best roofs of the buildings into bushes and out of two-story windows onto mattresses that were thrown from our boarding school rooms, all without being caught. You'd think that the one and only objective of not getting caught would be fairly easy, but not for one of our mates who decided to throw his mattress out of the window in the middle of the day and land right in front of the school building. Needless to say, he was caught... And for one, and for his punishment, he had to cut all the bushes back into shape as it was assumed that he was also the culprit for the bush jumpings. The funny side to this is that the boarder that did this was best mates with the son of one of the staff members who had an office just below this window. To this day, he tells us that his mum laughs about one shocking but amusing time she watched a mattress fall outside her window, followed by a pupil yelling, Mattress jump! Fly past our window. Imagine how confused you'd have to be and why a pupil would want to do this. Um, oh, that is just straight boarding school shenanigans, isn't it? I think, yeah, we definitely did that in school as well. Me and my brother used to do that at home all the time. We used to, and it was at a time where we, I don't know what movie we watched, but we both really wanted to be able to fly. So, what we would do. Is load the ground with mattresses, pile them up, and grab the biggest sheet we could. And we would just sit there for hours, jumping off the roof, trying to like parachute or just make it so we could somewhat fly. I don't know why we thought that that would work, but obviously, young, naive kids, anything's possible, isn't it? But I think the funny thing to that is, what do you do? Because so you have one guy and his best mate who is jumping out of the windows, but the guy, his mom is a staff member. So obviously we know he got punished, but imagine your friend's mom punishing you. Imagine you're the friend. You're like, mom, please don't, please don't. You're going to give me a bad rep at school. Please, you cannot punish him. He's my best friend. Like, I don't want this to, you know, ruin our friendship because I think school friendships are quite sensitive when it comes to getting in trouble. But also, out of the second-story window. That is bloody high, especially for kids, with one mattress. Me and my brother would jump off the first floor with about six mattresses stacked on each other. So, I guess, you know, in boarding school, whatever you have, you just go for. And, like, I know it's so much fun, isn't it, when you do shit like that. Because everyone's, like, cheering, and it was like, my turn, my turn. And exactly how it goes. Pretty cool. Before we continue with the podcast, I'm going to share with you guys the big news. I've been waiting for the right time and honestly price as well to get a good set of microphones and like headsets and a connection box to join the two. But Black Friday has only gone done it again. Love it. Like I said, we are at the next stage of the Jeffrey Relaxman podcast. We're moving up and we're ready to take the next step. So probably in the next couple of episodes, you will not only be hearing me, but you will also be hearing guests. That's right. We are finally going to be having guests on the podcast because not going to lie, talking to yourself is not the most exhilarating, fun, funny even thing to do because at the end of the day, I do want this to be... Somewhat more of a comedy podcast, but it's kind of hard to banter with yourself, isn't it? Yeah, pretty exciting. I hope you guys are looking forward to that. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes and we'll see who the first guest is going to be. If you guys have any guesses, send them in and the winner will will get a shout out. Yeah, because I'm giving you a tenner. When I start making money off the podcast, then you can have that. Right, so two weeks ago, I put up a poll on the Instagram of two segments which are going to be recurring segments and which ones you guys wanted me to start with you guys chose things that piss me off i hope you guys like them there's a lot more where it came from but now we are on to the next segment which is zim versus england what's better and what would i rather we have got a couple categories in the bank but we're going to start with food in zim We'll start with fast food, because in Zim we literally have about five fast food places. This might have changed since I've been back there. But when I was in Zim, it was this one franchise which had creamy in, which was ice cream, chicken in, pizza in, and fish in. Those were the four like main fast food places that you got. But we also had this little restaurant in my hometown Jigutu which literally had, like, nothing there. But this little restaurant called My Reggie's. My Reggie's means my, like a my, which is mother in Shana, and Reggie was obviously her name. So Mother Reggie's, basically. And I swear to God, they did the best, like, ice cream in a cone with a little flaky I have ever had in my life. It literally became famous within, like, the first couple of weeks of it opening in town because... All the kids just wanted the My Regis ice cream. It was so freaking good. But that was also because I had never tasted like proper England ice cream. Because when we came to England in 2012 for the Olympics, just to watch it, we were, we you know, all the tourist places. We saw the London Eye. We saw the aquarium by there. And we decided to get little Mr. Whippy Vans. Decided to get an ice cream there. And that quickly quickly took the top spot to be honest i've never had such like soft fluffy ice cream before it was amazing but yeah in england there's just so many options what have you got you've got subway kfc domino's mcdonald's popeyes honestly the numbers are like endless obviously not as much as america but compared to them you guys are living life with fast food here. What I gotta say though is Domino's is, might be an unpopular opinion, but the best pizza I've ever had in my life. I love it. I love Domino's, but I always go for the thin crust option. Otherwise, it's too bready, but also the garlic dip. If you're not on garlic dip, what are you actually doing with your life? I, I can't have pizza now without it. If I order pizza and it comes with no garlic dip, I will get to the fridge slice of some garlic bit of mayo bit of butter and just whip that shit up it is incredible we didn't get no garlic dip in them maybe things have changed but not while i was there i don't know when i first moved to england and you know mcdonald's has always been quite the craze and everyone loves it and mackies mackies i honestly didn't like it at first i don't know i just it just wasn't a bit of me i thought it was i think as kids we were told like Fast food is grim, it's unhealthy, you shouldn't do it. So I kind of had that in my mind that, yeah, McDonald's. But now, oh, I love the cheesy bites. They're like the best thing to get. And I also went from having the 99p burger, and someone was like, go on, try the triple cheeseburger. And now it's all I get every single time. I love McDonald's now. McDonald's, if you're listening, go and give us a little sponsor. England also have so many like, kebab places. Like after nights out, when you're craving that drunk food, you either got to, in them, you got to go home. You either got to go home and make, this is me and my cousin's favorite thing to do. She, I don't know how she came up with it or where she got it from, but sweet chili bread, we called it. We would get home from a night out, get a piece of bread, load it with cheese, and load it with, with sweet chili. And that was like heaven when we got home. Until I, I don't know, went to uni or just started going out in England and discovered the food van. You guys know me and cheesy chips and curry sauce. That is like my heaven after a night out. Even the kebab places with the oh the dollar wraps, the dollar kebab, burgers. It's just what you want, isn't it? And then we just didn't have that. You would have to go home and make your own food. But no one wants to do that. I'd rather just, you know, pay a couple of and get a burger. But I also want to talk about the traditional dishes of Zem in England. In Zem, our staple food was sadza ne moriwo. If you don't know, sadza is, it's like a maize meal. Do you know, I don't know, if England, I don't know how to describe it. It's like hard mealy meal porridge probably even know what mealy meal porridge is you know panucho does anyone know that because it's probably like Pinutro but hardened but not as sweet and you would kind of cook it for a long time until it got quite hard you would eat it with your hands form little balls and that would be paired up with that would be paired up with Moriwa, which was i hope this doesn't get flagged or anything but it's called rape rape seed if you know that and you'd basically cut it up very fine and you would mix it with a whole bunch of salt, pepper, tomatoes, cut up really fine, onions as well. And you would just cook that, but honestly, loaded with salt. A heart attack was almost indefinitely if you lived on that your whole life. But that was just the best meal. It was also often paired up with stews, like chicken stew or fish stew, just to add like a bit of protein to it. But That was our staple food. And... I've done a little bit of googling because I wasn't too sure what England's staple diet was. At first I thought it was bangers and mash because I don't know I just thought that's what it was. It says here England's staple foods are meat, fish, potatoes, flour, butter and eggs. Wow I guess that's pretty cool. You guys don't have a staple dish but then afterwards it also said England are best known for a sandwich, fish and chips, Cornish pasties, and roast dinners. I would say roast dinners is probably more like your guys' staple diet, which I absolutely love. Every Sunday, gotta be done. But honestly, all in all, I think I would rather have, I would definitely rather have England's staple foods. You know, who doesn't like fish and chips, Cornish pasties, roast dinners? over salsa and moody wall if i had to pick you know every day of my life that's one the only meal i could have i would choose england sorry zim but salsa and Muriwal was amazing can't have that every day in terms of fast food sorry zim again i would have to choose england you just can't compete without the varieties the options the accessibility as well in zim you'd have to get because obviously i was still a kid when i was there but you'd have to get driven to all these places and your parents were always like absolutely not like no junk food during the week maybe you'll get a little treat on the weekend every now and then but yeah it was not as easily accessible as it is in england so the winner for zim versus england this week is england love you zim people so yeah i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode i i think it's been quite a good one to be honest. Please don't forget to like, follow, rate. The Instagram is Jeff Relaxman, that with a G E O F F, Relaxman. And the email address is grmpodcast at gmail.com for any, I guess, inquiries. Catch you guys all later. Ciao, ciao. Bye.